Mr. Batman. Who are you? Your new lord and master. You may call me Darkseid. In the name of Satan, 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 this is Darkseid's couch. I'm Shay. This is uh, James. I almost said I was Shay. Uh, I was going to say I was Satan, but I guess I'm Mike. Wow. Yeah, you can be Shay as well. Yeah, that really threw us off. I would rather be uh, Beelzebub. Beelzebub? Be- yeah, Beelzebub? Because Beelzebub has tits. Uh, aren't they Do- just... Does I- he? Yeah, Beelzebub has tits and a dick. I-, I thought these were all just different names for the same entity. No. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I'm pretty sure they're all different. Being a Satanist is draining, having to keep track of all the different demons and... I can't. I don't have time for that. From what I understand, it seems like actual Satanism is just like, yeah, do do what you you know to quote Aleister Crowley the you know do what you will is the whatever of the law or you know whatever. But they they throw in do no harm. If only we had somebody on the podcast who wanted to pontificate on that. What do you mean, like me? Yeah, thank like you. Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law is what the Shay is trying to say. Alistair yeah. Crowley. Thank he, you. He was just a spooky dork. He was. Yeah, he was. Like, uh, he liked to jack off on things. And then he called yep. it magic. He, he <laughs> liked to do lots of things. Oh, look at them. Oh. I'm glad we started this on a spooky note, though. I was worried this wasn't going to be spooky enough because this was not a particularly spooky comic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was sort of. It was a but it was Halloween comic. themed. I bet the kind was. I bet the humans in this comic were scared shitless. I have to say this. It did end up being. Uh, it focused on a part of Halloween season we haven't really discussed, which is the costumes. Right, which is weird because like we read comics with costumes in them weekly. Well, I guess that's why we're just burned out on talking about costumes usually. Right, it's just yeah. just just clothes really. Uh, <laughs> Good job, Mike. Well, I mean, like, 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 with the difference between costumes and just normal clothes is just uh, the well, public, for, the public yeah. image of it. Well, and Thor doesn't even wear a costume. I don't believe. Like, is that just his clothes? Yeah, isn't these it? are yeah, these are their clothes. Like, Spider Man is wearing a costume. He'll call mm-hmm. it a costume. Like, mm-hmm. Thor or Loki, that's just what they wear. Yeah, those when they're getting eggs at the store, like that's what they're wearing. Right. I think they have slaves that gets them get them their eggs. Aren't they oh. like aren't they like kings and shit? Do we have to do we have to cancel Thor? Thor for sure has slaves. Oh no. we gotta... Isn't everyone in Asgard his slave? Isn't he the No, the, well, no god? they're not his slave. He's a benevolent aren't ruler. We, aren't I we his slaves? He's a god. Well Odin is the king. Right, but like he's the Thor, they're gods. Like aren't don't we aren't we supposed to bow and praise them? Uh, Not I, I, in comics. What if, like, in the comics, a Thor, like, struck every church he walked by with lightning? There should be a, a comic that focuses on just, like, the everyday life of the average Asgardian. Because I don't know what that's like. Thor's just walking around listening to black metal and burning churches. <laughs> well, unlike us, uh, we're listening to Anthrax because... Uh, oh, yeah, right. I, I don't r- exactly remember what that was about. Uh, we just um, did Seal. We listened to Seal 4 yep. for Batman for also random reasons. And then she, yeah. Men- yeah. she mentioned... I think... She- oh, I- I had just seen them. Yeah, you and saw I kept them saying right, Ian something, and it's Scott Ian. So I do want to. I do want to say. Uh, I have to say, I'm really getting sick of opening episodes by correcting what I fucked up in the previous episode. <laughs> but that actually, I have to. Uh, I do have to clarify. Uh, when she was, you're going to need that? a song. <laughs> I yeah. You know what? I'm the only one who doesn't have a song here. 
Oh, then that could be your song. Uh, this will, uh, uh, episode corrections, and you can uh, have a song for it. I'll see if I can think of a song about fucking up uh, in episode corrections. I'll 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 dump that in. Um, no, uh, Shay was struggling to remember the name of Anthrax's Scott Ian, and I made a comment about Ian McGinnis, who is of course not a real person. Uh, I, I met notorious piece of shit Gavin McGinnis. Oh right, I was yeah. thinking, but I went along with you. You went along with me, and I didn't edit it out because I enjoyed the I enjoyed the conversation and and the the image of Gavin McGinnis trying <laughs> to create the Proud Boys and inadvertently forming thrash metal band Anthrax. Um, every time I so. every time I hear the name Gavin McGinnis, I keep thinking, oh, that's the uh, that's the villain from uh, Happy Gilmore. Right? He's got a yeah, Shooter McGovern or something like that. Which shoot, I'm, shooter I'm, shooter I'm sure I'll have, Shooter McGavin. Yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna have yeah, to correct that it. next week. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a good villain name, Gavin McGinnis. Yeah, he, he does. does. I, he has I, a every Gavin, look. Every Gavin I've ever met has been completely insane. What about Gavin? Is it Newstead from Bush? Yeah, well, I'm Rosdale. Sure, I'm sure, he's insane. Gavin Rosdale. See, look. God, where I, the I, hell did you get that name? Gavin Newstead. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking get, of Jason Newstead from Metallica. Where does anyone get any names? Uh, from the Lord and <laughs> their the job, I guess. From the Bible and what they yeah. did. <laughs> what they did. Plus, my name's not from the some. Bible. Yeah, it is. They're all from the Bible, dude. No, really. My mom made up my name. Yeah, oh, she did. Yeah, the, no, the Lord made it up through your mother. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it was in the Bible. Everything's <laughs> in the Bible. I don't know. I mean, have you have what? either of you read the full Bible cover to cover? I mean, it's got to no. have some answers. People seem to really like it. James, People I'm going to guess your name's book. not in the Bible. James? Your James real is for name. Sh- James is, James is for oh, sure real name? in the Bible. Isn't James like the brother of Jesus? James is all up in the Bible. I was yeah, purely talking about your Oh, my, 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 my Christian name. Yeah, yeah the, your my secret, secret name real that nobody name. knows. Yeah. Yeah, James, the Lord's brother, succeeds to the government of the church in conjunction with the apostles. Uh, Who cares? It's all made up anyway. I'll just do yeah, it. Right. I'll just I get mean, some water and I'll say a prayer and I'm like, you're in, you're you're in, bud. Does God know for sure that it's not holy water? Like, like does he really know? How come a priest gets to do it and I don't? What's the difference? Yeah, what is the difference between you and a priest? Nothing. Almost nothing. Priests go to hell too. Oh, that must suck. You dedicate your life to the Lord, and then you did something wrong. You looked at a woman's ankle or something, and now you're in hell? Or, you know, molested 50 kids. Yeah, they give a lot of that, didn't they? (laughs) Fuck. I'm never going to give them a pass. They did a bunch of that. Fuck, I forgot about that. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, point is, Gavin McGinnis, uh, uh, sorry, I apologize to none of his fans. Yeah, right, Um, the Gavin McGinnis's of the world. Fuck that guy, fuck that guy. We did did listen to Anthrax's 1987 breakthrough album, Among the Living. Yeah, great. Right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it includes a song called I Am the Law, which is a Judge Dredd reference, so of course we're reading Uh, Thor uh, today. Among the Living is from The Stand. Among the Living is from the stand. Yeah, most of those songs were like uh, references to other historical or fictional things. Yeah, they're it's kind of, of interesting. The stand. The stand. Yeah, the book. Uh, Stephen King. The stand. Oh. Yeah. Look at me. We're knowing a book that Shay don't. <laughs> no, honestly, I th- I that was my first thought, but I thought it was a lot older than '87. Clearly, just, before '87. Maybe, maybe they just really mm-hmm. liked it. I thought it came out after '87. The book or maybe. the album. The book. 
maybe Stephen King named the stand after the Anthrax song. Yeah, he heard that song. It was like sick and wrote like, 500 pages. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Okay. So uh, instead of instead of it influencing the album, the album influenced it. That's right. Correct. Correct. Did we did we enjoy not that album? It. No, not it. There's a, nothing to do with it. Although that would be great because there's clowns and that fits a lot more with the the Halloween theme. Um, did we enjoy this album? Did we enjoy Among the Living? Uh, so uh, it's great, but much like Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer and Pantera, I listened yeah. to these albums to death. Heard it so much. Yeah. So like if I never heard any of this ever again, I wouldn't care. That's fair. For me, I I didn't listen to a lot of metal growing up, like other than just like the general like you know, uh, black new. album Metallica and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I listened to a lot of new, uh, a lot of new metal. Um, no, and so now, like in recent years, I've been enjoying metal, the metal I probably should have gotten into when I was a kid, and so I get to hear it kind of with fresh ears, and it's been oh, fun. I'm jealous. I'm it jealous. really is fun. It's great. Yeah, you know, oh, good. How'd yeah. you like it then? Do you like Among the Living? I did enjoy it. I mean, I still don't quite know how to... It's like how a lot of people are with jazz, where they're like, uh, you know, they can appreciate the musicianship, but they can't really get into enjoying it. And uh, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, I realize that this is enjoyable and I'm enjoying it as I'm listening, but I don't really quite know how to listen to it yet. But I so, am enjoying so it. So we could fix that. Uh-huh. You, so how, how, how you fix that? that? You go to a metal show. Yeah, that's probably just the because way to do it, with, huh? For me, with Anthrax, I think of circle pits and just running in a circle hitting people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like to, to Anthrax's music, which mm-hmm, is what mm-hmm. that's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So if you don't actually do that ever, like you're right. missing part of it. Right. It's like people that listen to like fish and they don't get high. Like what? that's that's part of the, the experience. All those people who like those bands, those like fish and whatnot. I don't yeah. like that music at all, but the yeah. people who do are super nice. Yeah, uh, you know, most people, most people are, most people are pretty nice. If I meet a person and they love the Grateful Dead, I will mm-hmm. try, I'll become friends with them because I know that they're cool, fairly trustworthy people. There's some good, there's some good songs in that discography as well. But yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed Among the Living. It has a very dry, it has that dry 80s sound that I've gotten really used to with like 80s metal where it's just super, 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 uh, not thin, but it's not like the wall of sound that I that you know I sort of grew up with in, in the '90s when I heard like just giant metal guitars, and that's not what it is. It's it's thin and reedy, and uh, it's cool. It's different. It's thrashy. Shay, what did you think of Among the Living? I really liked it, but it what? did just sound like metal to me. Well, this um, is back before I, that was a thing. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying it's been done. I'm just saying that's what it sounded it's like been to done. me. Uh, but this is, this is before it was like a, a cliche. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, that's why, again, I, I totally, that's why I went and fucking, you know, yeah. saw the show because I could. Uh, and it I enjoyed it. It was not the it. style and, at the yeah, time. Yeah. And so I listened to the album and I enjoyed the album. I think that had we switched Seal and this in the comic books, I think that would have fit a lot better. I would have enjoyed re- listening to Anthrax and reading Ghost Manor. Well, no, we listened to, to we listened to uh, Seal while reading Batman. We didn't listen to anything oh, while sorry. reading Ghost Manor. Sorry, sorry, but I that's do what agree. I mean. Um, I agree that Anthrax would have fit. Anthrax fits either of these books. Thor did not fit either. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of that's kind but of Seal difficult. would have worked with this. You think Seal would have worked with Thor? Yeah, because there's just a lot of emotions in this yeah. comic. It's more ethereal. Yeah. Something I love about Anthrax is that Joey Belladonna is a, both a good and terrible singer at the same time. 
Yeah, like a David Byrne kind of thing. It's just bizarre. Like you're like, oh, yeah. that's oh, he's or, not good. But at the same time, it's like, well, he sort of is though. He's good at what he's doing. <laughs> right. That's a lot of uh, David Byrne once said, like the better someone sings, the harder it is to believe them. And some of my favorite singers, yeah, they don't have traditionally great voices. Isaac Brock, Bob Dylan, Daniel and, uh, Johnston. Yeah. Daniel Johnston, yeah, that's just, you know, it, it's cool, but it's unique, and you hear them and you immediately know who they are, and that's worth something right like there. Bruce, like Bruce Dickinson from Bruce Iron Dickinson, Maiden. sure, sure, yeah, yeah those are Dave recognizable. Bustain. And uh, along those lines, uh, speaking of a, a not a great singer that everybody loves anyway, David Lee Roth, and he's retiring. Oh, yeah. yeah. He announced yeah, he's he, retiring. Definitely tradition, like a good and a bad singer at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, age is catching up with him, and he wants to wrap it up, so... I Although mean, the like, way he talked about it, it's like he's the fucking wrestler in the Aronofsky, Aronofsky yeah. movie. And like, if I perform again, I'll die. Well, he, he puts might. a lot into it. I saw him on Rogan not too long ago, and he looked really frail. It's like, yeah, yeah. Dude, quit riding bikes and samurai sword fighting all yeah. the time. Yeah, you need to just write a book, buddy. But be we, great. It'd be full of lies and embellishments, though. <laughs> and we'd all be cool with it. Yeah, I want to read his yeah. book of lies, sure. But if we Sammy were... <laughs> Hagar did the same shit, we'd be like, fuck you. Sammy Hagar yeah. did write a book, and everyone did do that. <laughs> I don't hate Sammy Hagar. But I don't I, I, Sammy Hagar's I, a cool dude. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta love David Lee Roth, so we wish him a very David Lee retirement. Boozy, boozy, all right. Oh, he, maybe he'll uh, join our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can get him in here. He can retire. The thing is, like, we would have even more of a problem getting getting our our bits in. You cannot get a word in with that guy. Yeah, he's actually. If you listen to his uh, his appearance on Mark Maron's "What the Fuck," like, he's he's he has a really good time with that because he even stops the conversation at one point to mention that like this is his first interview where he's gotten to talk about all the weird. Like just the 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 music that influenced and all this stuff, because nobody really wants to talk about that. Like most of the interviews are just about like you know crazy Van Halen stories, and it's like no, I want to talk about all the the blues and stuff that I grew up with, and he got to talk about all that you know scene stuff and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a cool conversation that he's clearly having a lot of fun with. No, David Lee Roth wants to make an anecdote and then laugh really hard at that anecdote. And then get real serious again. I truly <laughs> don't know how he keeps going. Like you listen to him talk, and it's like how how can you not have a pause in your thoughts how can you go this fast for this long dude he's a special snowflake like yeah. he's unique yeah well, he's something yeah but good for him um yeah, yeah so that's what we did with Slyn anthrax uh the anthrax album has a song called skeleton in the closet sure. uh that's kind of that's kind of spooky kind of hey, halloween you love skeletons yeah well there's one of my favorite fictional concepts mm-hmm. skeletons would be terrifying if they existed yeah, okay right. So, yeah, I think we can start to get into this. Yeah, sure. Right? Sure. Why not? Um, Shay, you picked this book. This is The Mighty Thor, uh-huh. issue 207 from 1973. Um, I want to get into the credits because I have some kind of interesting things to talk about with the credits. But first, I want to ask Shay why she picked this comic book. Because it starts out with a real-life reference to stuff, and it's all meta. It is super, super meta, um, which is super confusing if you don't know what's going on. Sure. Yeah. It, it took it took some untangling to figure out what the fuck this was. But I will say, by chance, I stumbled upon this after having just listened to an episode of a podcast called Small Town Murder about this town. Mm. And so when I started looking for comics for the Halloween month and I happened to stumble upon this one, I kind of took it as like serendipitous. And <laughs> you mean you didn't pick your comic based on a cracked list? Nope. <laughs> a cracked list? A list from Cracked. Oh, right, right. That's me. I do that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a little jab, a little fun jab, a little Halloween jab. I found some awesome books off of Cracked. I mean, it's not that they're not. It's not that there aren't some good books on there. Sometimes it's just that, like you know, I, I like digging a little deeper. I like finding stuff that people didn't know about. And this was something I truthfully didn't know about. And uh, it's kind of kind of striking when I actually get to all the the weird facts about this thing. Um, when we when we get back to the wheel, you'll find a lot of cracked bombs I got laying around. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm scared about the wheel. I'm scared about they're what the wheel's going to do. They're us. still there. We didn't do all of them. Not even close. I, we could live a thousand years and not do all of them at this point. The wheels. Well, out of ra- it, for you, it's random because, like, in the middle of the show, I'm like, you know where I got this? <laughs> <laughs> Great, awesome. Um, so let me give a couple little credits. Uh, as I said, again, I'm going to reiterate, uh, Mighty Thor 207 from 1973, a book called Fire's Word, or maybe it's Fire Sword. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was a haunted Halloween issue. No, it's, it, well, that's just the, that's just what's on the title of it. That's what's just on the cover, but it's called Fire's, Fire Sword, or maybe Fire's Word, depending on where you put your space. Uh, written by Jerry Conway, art by John Buscema and Vince Coletta. And I wanted to talk about Vince Coletta, uh, who's the inker, um, because I I had always known him as a Kirby guy. He inked a lot of Kirby stuff. And I kind of assumed that he was a, a very respected inker. Turns out he's actually pretty controversial because uh, he cut corners by erasing characters and simplifying details that Kirby had drawn so that he'd have less to ink. Smart. It, well, here's the thing. Well, yeah, here's the thing about this. He's a controversial guy because a lot of people think that he kind of ruined a lot of Kirby's art because of this. And by the way, I've got a lot of this from Comic Tropes on YouTube. They've got a lot of cool videos about this kind of stuff. Yes, Mike. Hey, he's he's got a deadline. That and that's he ain't got, that's the he thing. He can't be indulging Kirby's every whim. You're total. Well, you're totally right about this. And it's not just Kirby, but but Kirby is kind of. Uh, what people were most kind of incensed about. But you're totally right, because he was known as a guy who got the job done. He was known as like, you sent him a book with a ridiculous deadline and he got it inked in time. And there's something to be said for that. Like, like it is a business. So it's interesting that he was the guy that that got it done. Now, now was he working so fast because uh, he was trying to meet deadlines all the time or was he working so fast because he just wanted to get back to, you know, drinking margaritas or something? Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe he was drinking margaritas. While he was working? Yeah, possibly, possibly. Oh, they all were. They were all smoking cigars and drinking scotch and, and slapping their secretary on the ass. Well, I don't know how he was faster then. But yeah, it's, uh, he's generally, so you probably don't notice an issue here because he was generally considered pretty good for the more naturey stuff like Thor, but when he did more sci-fi stuff, he would simplify the devices and the machinery and everything, and it, and it didn't really pop the way it was supposed to supposed to pop. Um, but he was a fast, consistent guy, and uh, he actually, I guess, had a very nice attitude. Everybody liked him. He was generally likable, so that kept him getting work, which Mike and I know that in the live, in the live events industry, uh, if you're just kind of a nice guy that gets your work done, they'll keep hiring you even if you kind of suck. That's me. That's how I made my career. <laughs> I mean, if you, you just you fake it for long enough, uh, and they'll they'll just keep calling you in. So I've looked up like brainwashing cult techniques right. to get through like work situations and how to manipulate people into liking me, so I could fuck up forever yeah. and no one will ever fire me. Yeah, it works. Like, that shit works. This is yeah, it works. Vince Coletta. Yeah, that there's your guy. Yeah, and he took he also took lower rates. It seems I think so that that may have been kind of an issue. So I don't know. You have to. It's odd because so he's like, a scab. Well, he's all. The but way he's you also, describe him. Well, let, let, well, let me let me frame it this way as well, though. If if the comic book doesn't come out on time, 
people lose money. Comic book stores lose money. Everybody yes. loses money. So they is do. it is it worth it for to call in Vince Coletta to just knock this thing out over a weekend, or or do you delay the book? And it's a question because like TV shows never delay. Like you never have a TV show where like we need another couple of weeks on this episode. It never happens. It's it's out when it's out. And comic books used to be that way, and they're not anymore. Now comics are delayed all the time. And did Jack did Jack Kirby save his original artwork? The, well, this the was, ones the one the stuff that was changed. Like, did he save it? He did his family save it. He didn't save it. This was actually a big controversy because he needed it back in the eighties. Marvel owned it. He needed it back so he could sell it so he could you know live. Uh, and Marvel said, no, 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 we actually need this. And guess which side? Stan Lee came down on that. Marvel. Yeah. Probably Marvel. Stan Lee said, yeah, yeah, you need to, Marvel needs that, that artwork a little more than you do, Jack. Um, so all those original drawings that still exist somewhere. Yeah, and if you if you go looking, all you can actually them? find, I don't know about all of them, probably not all of them, because he was very prolific. Um, and it's not just Kirby, but Kirby was the most prominent. But you can definitely find examples of his early pencils and how Coletta kind of came through and just steamrolled it, deleted things, simplified them, just kind of did scratchy line work and everything. And uh, yeah, and and did he do it because he was just trying to cut corners, or did he do it because he uh, had a deadline to meet? And that's a you know, it's an you interesting. Know, you question. know, how you, you know, how you meet deadlines, you cut corners. Exactly, exactly. Was he being lazy or was he being efficient? And I don't know. Hey, if, a, if it was that big of a deal, nothing stopped Kirby from uh, taking an original drawing of an ink in himself and just be like this is what's supposed to look like well that big of a deal what stopped him is he was putting out like three books a month and he he just basically didn't he also uh interestingly uh kirby didn't want to fire him off of his fourth world books even though he was doing a bad job with them because kirby guy you know uh, depression era kid that he was just didn't want to cost up a guy's job even if he was fucking up yeah i do that too Whenever yeah. like I have to talk about somebody, like they ask me, "How do you like working with so and so?" We have some this, this, and that is a problem. I'm, I'll never burn him, no matter what. Uh, well, sometimes it could be dangerous. Like I know, I can't, I can't do it. If, as, all right, as long as it's not that, yeah. Then yeah, I'll never. I'll uh-huh. say like I love working with them; they're great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were born in the Depression era. Pretty much, yeah. I never all, left. All of American, also all grew, of American history. Also grew up in it, and still are still in it today. <laughs> So what's this cover? Oh wow! We yeah wow. Okay, we're not. Well, we're having fun. We're having fun. It's uh, good. Uh, Thor is being attacked by glowy dogs while his brother mm-hmm. waves a pink sword at him. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it then. <laughs> All right, uh, this is the mighty Thor in Fire Sword, and we open up at the what is it called Rutland? What's the name of this yes. place? Rutland, the Rutland Vermont. Vermont Parade. Um, did you know this was a real parade? No. Yes. Okay, this is a real superhero parade that's been going on since the 60s, started up by this guy Tom Fagan, who we're going to see in the comic book. And he would dress up as Batman, and, and he would just have a big superhero parade in Rutland, and everybody would dress up as superheroes. And eventually DC and Marvel both thought this was cool, and they started doing comic books set in Rutland, including Tom Fagan in the comics. Does it still happen today? It still does happen today. He passed mm-hmm. away about 15 years ago, but they still do the, 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 the parade. It's a huge deal. I wonder if anyone from the movies just shows up dressed as their character. I don't know. That'd be fun. That would be fun. I would do that. Well, here's the thing about this. This comic book is actually part of a three-part trilogy that is a kind of sort of the first DC Marvel crossover, but it's unofficial because as we're going to see the characters in here, uh, they were previously in an issue of another Marvel comic before they, they landed in this adventure, but... 
If you read uh, from the same year at the same month or so, from the same year, uh, Justice League of America number 103, it's the same characters in Rutland having the same adventure from a different perspective. Wow. Well, Superman and Batman are in this image. They are. We're watching, uh, so we open up, we're seeing a, a parade festival and all the Avengers, and they look a little knockoffy. They've got like guts and mustaches and stuff. They're on a parade float and behind them are Superman and Batman. Right. Not like analogs, it's just Superman and Batman. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. interesting. No, they got away with just putting them in there. This was, they, they, people were a lot less litigious, I guess, at the time. I love how they call Vermont a sovereign state. Did they? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, here we go. The town of Rutland, largest city in the uh, sovereign state of Vermont. I wish I knew enough about geography to d dispute that. Like, is Vermont a sovereign state? No, I don't think so. Well, I don't maybe, see how. Uh, maybe I don't understand what sovereign means. The maybe, internet would tell us. Yeah, let's look it up. Let's look up. Is right. Vermont a sovereign state? Is Vermont a sovereign? State. Look at me. So I guess, stone, it, I guess it would be New England, though. It'd be. Oh, it'd I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't understand. Uh, maybe maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I meant to say New England is New England a sovereign state? Well, definitely New England isn't. Oh, well, the comic says it is. Yeah, it's a region. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand what they're getting at here. I don't, I don't know. know. It's weird. Colloquial. Maybe in, I don't know. Maybe in Marvel comics, Vermont is like a nation state. Well, speaking of what's going on in Marvel Comics, in Marvel Comics, in the Marvel Comics universe, there's also a Marvel Comics that publishes adventures, fictionalized adventures of their real world superheroes. Right? That's, that's cool. Okay. And who works at Marvel Comics but uh, Len Wein, Steve Englehart, Jerry Conway, the people that made this comic and similar comics. And we're seeing them here. They work in both the fictional yeah. Marvel comic inside Marvel Comics and they work in the real world. So they've taken the liberty of putting themselves into the comic books. It's a good way to get royalties. It is a good way to get royalties. Yeah, uh, and I'd, I'd yeah. name every character after me. Sure. It's just an island of Mike's. That's the name of the book. <laughs> yep. Mike Island. Yep. Um. So, yeah, so we've got these characters. We've got uh, Len Wein. We've got his wife, uh, Glynis. We've mm -hmm. got Steve Englehart, and we've got Jerry Conway, who's the writer of this very comic book. Yep. And uh, they're making their way to Rutland to participate in the Superhero Festival, Superhero Parade. I and their car says, but, but, it's, it's driving, by the way. I thought that was, this was confusing. Like, were they at the parade at first and then decided to drive this guy's house to give him a ride to the parade? I think, yeah, it, this it did this did confuse me. I think this first page doesn't quite count. That's just like a flash forward. Oh, that's to let you know what will happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they it's opening they, in media they, res. They didn't uh, do a good job explaining that. This oh. comic book isn't clear. This comic book isn't clear. And I actually went and read Justice League 103, which is kind of the other half of this, where they deal with Felix Faust. And uh, the same characters are Jerry Conway's there, Len Wein's there. They're all there. And uh, it, it is not clear how all of these fit together. It's cool. It's a really cool concept. It's super sloppy, and I could not understand what was going on. Like in life. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I read comics, to get away from the reality of these things, the confusing reality of continuity. This is confusing, too. And you just like, I don't like any of this. <laughs> um, so they make it to uh, Tom Fagan's house. And usually Tom Fagan, uh, when he's in, D he's usually dresses up as Batman. So when he appears in Batman comics, he's dressed up as Batman. Or when he appears in DC comics, he's dressed up as Batman. 
here uh, they have him dressed up as I think Darkhawk, whatever the fuck his name uh, is. Nighthawk. No idea. Nighthawk. Nighthawk. He's deep. from the Squadron Supreme. Okay, ah. that's a Marvel deep cut there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they make it to the party, but he's acting strange, right? right? Yep. Be- because he's a grown man who likes superhero comic books, so yeah. that's oh, yeah. right. unsettling. All right, if he loses his job doing that, what's he going to fall back on? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have employable skills beyond that. Yeah, I make up stories about invisible people. Of course, I'm only talking about the fictional Tom Fagan in the comic book. The real Tom Fagan was a lovely man. I know, but what else did he do besides make comics? I don't know. He probably rescued some kittens and stuff. I, sure I can a, see why. He didn't make comics. He just organized this parade. I can see that like parents, like when their kid like is are very artistic or they write or whatnot, I could see parents freaking out. Be like, you, you'll never make money from this. Well, yeah, and they were right. Yeah, nobody made money off comics till like the '90s. That's the thing is, like, the kid sees the successful people, but you don't see like the like the the multiple of five right number of people who like try and fail. Well, and that's kind of like I mean, we see that in wrestling as well. Yeah, you know, like most of those guys didn't do very well, but they still destroyed their bodies. Right, right, just to work at Target. Yep, yep. So we see there's a mysterious uh, figure in uh, in a a yellow shirt with a green coat and he seems to be manipulating tom fagan yeah he's probably right? loki yeah, he's, you know if loki wanted to go undetected he should really stop wearing his colors in his disguises all right another marvel character that's uh has reds and blues and his bad yeah. guy is green and yellow yeah 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 uh so then we see uh thor is making his way to rutland as well because they're chasing after the absorbing man and he's got lady sif and hildegard with him he they he really just can't leave that guy alone mm-hmm you know, yeah, we saw the Absorbing Man recently. Right, he, and, is, uh, he is plagued. And Loki. <laughs> and Loki, yeah. But uh, you know what? I, I like the Absorbing Man. I, I've said before, I just think he's a good, dumb character. Uh, they made him a good guy in modern Marvel comics. Hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah well, no, in, in he now he isn't he a misogynist? No, he's married and he's on a superhero team and everybody likes him. I did. I do remember looking at that a little bit. But I do re- remember a few years ago when uh, Lady Thor took over, like the first or one of the first people she fought was Absorbing Man, and they highlighted his misogyny at having to fight a woman. Oh, well, they they needed him for another book, so they changed it around. Yep, so they changed it around. Maybe um, after he got his ass kicked, he learned his lesson. Hey, Mary got married, and it was good. Um, I have one more esoteric thing that I want to comment on, and then I'll shut my stupid nerd mouth here. Yeah. There's a line in, in the caption that says, uh, the wine dark Vermont woods. And that set off an alarm with me because that term wine dark has been confusing people for millennia. It's, it's from Homer. It's a Homeritic uh, epithet. And it's usually used to designate water as in the wine dark sea. But why would you be describing the sea as wine dark, as reddish, right? Uh, because they didn't have the word for blue. They did not have the word for blue, but a lot of cultures didn't have the word for blue. So there's yeah. been controversy for decades about like, well, did they just not perceive blue or did they just not bother having the word for it? Uh, probably uh, the latter. That that it seems to be how people are, are leaning right now. It says the idea um, that people didn't actually perceive blue seems to be false. Uh, societies that have been undisturbed for ages were asked to identify the color blue and they could. So. Yeah. It seems to be that their minds weren't thinking on a granular enough level to bother designating the difference. Um, the reason why they didn't is because they tend to only name, come up with words for colors that they could recreate themselves. And that's why the Egyptians were the only ancient culture that had a word for blue, because they could recreate it in dyes. Did the Egyptians have a word for blue? 
Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So the hypothesis is that early in a language's development of color terminology, languages would only have a few words for basic colors, beginning with two words for light and dark, and then they'd get more and more elaborate. So they just yeah. hadn't figured out, they hadn't developed the language enough to get around to figuring out different shades yet. So when you read these old Homer books, they keep calling everything wine dark. The All blue is like wine dark. Um, blue didn't exist. <laughs> you believe in blue, bro? Uh, so yeah, I just thought that was interesting that they, they put that in there because anytime I see wine dark something, I, I think of Homer and I think of the Odyssey and it's uh, it, it's how, how, how perplexing it is that, that uh, they haven't quite figured out why that is. But it seems to be that what we just said is probably, probably leaning towards true. Anyway. So Thor, Lady Sith, Sith, Sith. Sith. She's Sith. a Sith. Sith. She's a Sith. Yeah. She's Sith. Sith. And, and the other guy, like I've already forgotten. Dusty Rhodes. Uh, yeah, that, Lady, well, Lady Thief. It's a woman. <laughs> Hildegard is a woman. You can tell by her Norse, Norse cone bra. She's supposed to be uh, like like Barda. This is a Kirby character, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Kirby this, probably this, created her, I'm going to guess. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, probably just hey, at least Barda drew her. twice. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they land in this forest and they're looking for the absorbing man and he's absorbed a tree so you can't really see him but they find him anyway because he smells like shit. Yeah, wouldn't he? He'd be he'd make some delicious syrup. Yeah, well, I guess I don't really know how his like if you cut open the absorbing man once he absorbs something like is he that to the bone? I would uh, jack him off onto my pancakes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he he essentially is like disintegrated into things. <laughs> so I would assume so. Yeah, he just I is bet that the thing. Best. I bet it's the best fucking pancake. Syrup it's probably it's good. Existed. It's probably a good pancake. That's why Thor's after him. He wants him to come back to Asgard because, like, like, he bro, wants the best pancake syrup in the universe. Good shit. It's not that bad of a job, bro. You're getting jacked off every morning. Yeah, really? What, what are you complaining about, guy? Like this. And is... then you get to live in a space castle. He would probably go for this. Right. You get to be a tree. People like those. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, Absorbing Man, uh, Crusher Creel, he's just a he's a he's just kind of an everyman dopey guy. He has a ball and chain on him, but he has the power to absorb uh, any material that he's near or any substance. And, and his pants are also able to do this. His mm -hmm. pants come along for the ride. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he manages to sploosh Thor into the lake and uh, Lady Sif wants to jump into battle. But yeah, because Thor wants to sploosh him onto his pancakes. I can't blame him. Uh, but Thor says, you got to hold back. I'm going to deal with this. I really don't know why he's telling uh, the, the people he brought to help fight Absorbing Man. He's telling them to hang back. Uh, because he's a super Chad. His uh, reasoning for not for uh, be, being weak is that he's sleepy. He does, he does blame it on being sleepy. He does say he's a little mm -hmm. tired. That's the only reason he's losing. Yeah, he was just hooking up with those two chicks. That is a Chad move. And he's, he's sleepy now. <laughs> Only crying because of the adrenaline. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Thor says he's going to take care of this. And he throws Mjolnir at the Absorbing Man, which was a dumbass move. Big time. Everyone say, everyone say Mjolnir. Everyone say it. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. That's from the movie. Yeah. Make up your own joke. Oh, is it in the movie? Yeah, that is in my own joke. Wow. Shay, you're as sharp as a Marvel movie. For what that's worth, I like those movies. <laughs> now like you like Thor. them. Your your attitude towards those movies has changed dramatically uh, several I times like, over the years. I like some of them. Yeah, I liked Captain America two a lot. That's a good movie. Yeah, and that's all I can think of right now. All right, <laughs> <laughs> there's only been like what six? Yeah, there aren't that many of them. Uh, so, Absorbing Man 
uh, grabs Njolnir and he absorbs Njolnir. the strength of it, which is a which is a pretty cool move, actually. I'll give him credit for that. Right, but then the uh, the curse on the hammer that no one can lift it but Thor uh, makes uh, Absorbing Man fall through the planet. I don't think it does. Yeah, I don't think he abs- he absorbs the problem with the hammer. He just absorbs. Yeah, he the does because look what happens. He's, he like, but he smashes the planet. He smashes the ground uh, with the power of being Thor's hammer. Oh, I yes. thought that the reason why they're explaining w- w- what the the magic spell is on the hammer was because uh, that was lo- that was Absorbing Man's undoing. Like what happened oh, when maybe. he was fighting Quasar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's confusing. This is a confusing book. They just use that twice. They should. You should probably like know not to absorb superhero powers. Yeah, it doesn't work out. It doesn't yeah. work out. But again, well, he's a dumb guy. Somehow or another, he loses his power at this point. He does lose the power, uh, maybe because he got knocked down in the fracas. I don't really know. It's not really clear why he loses it. They're like, and now back to the part everyone really wants to to see, me and my friends eating <laughs> so, food. Yes. Then we cut back to Len Wine and Jerry Conway and their buddies having a burger before they're the like, uh, before the parade. They're like, bro, draw me with big shoulders. And and they did. Yeah. They're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think my wife's super hot. And, oh boy, and they did. So in the DC book, uh, Len Wine's wife, Glynis, is it Glynis? Am I getting that right? I want to make sure I'm I getting it right. So. Glynis, she's dressed as Supergirl from the 70s. Here, she's dressed as Supergirl from the 70s, but she's got a G on her emblem instead, and they're calling her Power Girl. Mm-hmm. What's funny is they say, whoever heard of Power Girl anyway? This was three years before Power Girl debuted. Well, maybe they thought of the character because of this. Mm-hmm. Well, it's entirely possible because uh, who is one of the co-creators of Power Girl but Jerry Conway, co-creator. So it's entirely possible that he knew he was going to be creating this Power Girl character at DC and was just kind of laying the seed right now. What if like DC like like told him he had to come up with a new character or they're going to fire him and he put it off and couldn't think of anything and then he goes in there, um, Big Titty Superman. They were like, we love it. Like, and then, yeah, and then the Comics Code Authority had a problem with it, so they changed it to Power Girl. Yeah. Yeah. You got to restore Power Girl to That's big pretty much all Supergirl. it is, though. And then it's they big, just kept making them titties bigger. Yeah, it's big titty Superman. It is a little ridiculous. <laughs> but at the same time, though, let's to be truthful here, like, if you want to represent the real world, uh, some of these superheroes would have big old titties. Big titty They'd, Superman. They would. Some of them would. And in fairness, she's usually depicted as being pretty curvy. She's not unrealistically, well, she's kind of unrealistically proportioned. But it's not like she's super thin with giant tatties. Uh, she's a curvy lady. So I couldn't handle. I couldn't. I couldn't handle that. It's too much woman for I, you. Yeah, too much a woman for me, mm. for sure. Yeah. Well, she's also a Kryptonian, so she she'd destroy you anyway. Yeah, she would. Yeah. What a way to go. Destroy me, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they finish eating their burgers, and Glennis gets up and just leaves, in yeah, her in her Supergirl slash Power Girl outfit. All right, and Loki sucks her through the toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not really explained where she goes. No, nope, she goes not right to the toilet. He just reaches, reaches up and yanks her into oh. the toilet. <laughs> like, like what was that? What 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 eighties movie was that? I don't know. The toilet it, demon. I don't know. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. It oh, wasn't it. The toilet. So then we go back to the fight with the absorbing man and uh, Thor. Uh, we can probably cut through some of this. Thor, Thor throws uh, him into space. <laughs> throws him into space. It doesn't do anything. 
Um, ultimately, what Thor ends up doing is just throwing Absorbing Man into the water, and he turns into water against his will and, and floats away. Why does he do it against his will? I thought he chooses what that, he wants to I was very confused Good about question. that. I was Dude, very I confused. Is, I think this is just bad. I, I mean, it's it's not great. It's not great. I, like that's those are some huge plot holes. Normally we can ignore it as in of the time, right. but the, the this is bad for of the time. It's I mean, I can ex- I can believe that maybe there's an explanation we just didn't get, but I am pretty confused about that. I'm confused about a lot of the the issues in this book. Mm. I like the artwork. Artwork is pretty good. The the inking, as we talked about, is a little scrappy, but the artwork is pretty solid overall. A little scrappy do. Yeah, Vince Coletta was he did a lot of like sort of a scratchy chicken scratchy inking, and uh, See, it works they, okay here. They're very good at making sad Thor. Yeah, well, he, well, he's, Sorry about it, Crusher. Well, you know, he was the uh, shittiest Avenger for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is he? He's. The, I thought he's. He's my favorite. I don't think anybody liked Thor for the longest time until recent years. I like Thor. I've uh, always liked Thor. Wrong. Now we've got Stingray for a shitty Avenger. Yeah, Stingray. That's right. Right up the Not just Stingray, but there's a few. If Most you, of them, probably. If you want your mask to look like the Hulk dipped his dick in some white paint and then dropped it on top of your head, yeah, Stingray's your boy. Yeah, white paint, nice. Yeah, well. Uh, so anyway, uh, we find out that all of this has been arranged by Loki, the god of mischief, who uh, you wouldn't have known that unless you read earlier parts of the book. Right, he's looking swole. He's looking good. Well, he's doing that thing that you do in, in school when you're a kid and you kind of put your arm under your bicep to make the bicep look bigger. Right. Yeah, that's, he's just oh, faking. No, that's, that's, uh, that's, all, that's all man meat right there. He did a couple push-ups before he, he had him yeah. look at him. Yeah, yeah, got oh, a quick yeah I, would, I, I would do that before dates. Dude, Loki, why are you sweating right now? <laughs> you're sweating. I'm not, sweating, I'm not right. I'm dewy. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, yeah, but he's transformed a couple of local dogs into uh, howling evil wolves and called them Satan and Diablo. Hey, they're hellhounds. They're hellhounds. And he's seizing them and he's uh, having them sick Thor. And I'm not really sure why. What are uh, they mad they at? Because they're fighting. Hates Thor? Yeah, they're brothers. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they've been fighting for thousands of years and. They're using the Earth as their battleground. Well, they do mention that uh, Thor alludes to, like, he's been exiled by Odin, like Thor yeah. has. Because he caught his son jacking off to hentai. Yeah, well, you got to take a firm stand on that stuff. Get out of my house! You're weird! <laughs> so, it turns out that Loki has uh, manipulated all the people in, in their costumes uh, to, I guess, be sort of his mindless zombies, and... It seems the to be the souls are supplying the power. Uh, yeah. All right. So, and so he can make a sword that he could have just bought. See, so on the DC side of this, all the characters uh, developed the powers of the superhero characters they were uh, dressed as. Here, I don't think that's happening though. Uh. Uh-uh. A lot of confusion between the two books. Um. But yeah, he's able to forge a shitty sword out of all of this. Which really, I would think he would have access to a sword anyway. Like, what's so special or, about a fucking sword? Or just sword? go get a, or go get a gun. <laughs> like, go grab a gun and shoot him. Well, it wasn't as easy to get a gun back in those days as it is now. Yeah, it was. It was even easier. I don't know, man. It's pretty easy to get a gun nowadays. It's pretty easy to always get a gun in this country. <laughs> well, that has no honor to it. Just go get one. Yeah. You can go buy swords too. It's even easier. Yep, yep, yep. Hang out in your backyard. Practicing your samurai moves, like like Bruce Dickinson. 
Um, all right. So they get in a battle, right? Yeah, yeah. And I guess if Thor is away from his hammer for more than 60 seconds, he turns back into Donald Blake. All right, I would just make that happen. Why doesn't he just have a chain connected to his hammer the way Absorbing Man has this ball connected to his hand? Good question. Like a chain yeah. wallet. I don't know. Like a chain wallet. Yeah, like a, like a corn fan in the late 90s. <laughs> right? It's his Jinko jeans. Yeah. Uh, I don't the, know, bo- man. The, the, the bottom parts are always gross with, like, dirty water. And yeah. you're, always stepping, you're always stepping on it, so it's all frayed. See, that's why I, I wear the Jinkos, uh, but I, I do them as cutoffs. Cut them off. <laughs> I just want to remember just, like, that. I remember people did that. that did they the, really? They did, like, yeah, like, yeah that, they did. They like sure Jinkos did. that cut off at, yeah, the, at the thigh? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that. Oh, man. I've seen that, dude. It's nothing people won't wear in this country. That is some white trash shit right there that is pretty bad that's pretty bad that is a statement that you needed shorts (laughs) it's a statement that your car is up on fucking blocks in your yard right this was your option yeah this was the best thing that could happen to you at this point in your life (laughs) so in the middle of this fight uh hildegard is holding back sif and then this other lady appears carnilla I always liked uh, the Jenko jeans with the holes okay. in the knees because it was like, are you like working in these things? Well, it, no, it's just people like to show off their knees in that time. Yeah, but it's like, man, you got to like, you got to be on them suckers <laughs> wherever that, yeah. that, that happened. Well, I mean, you know, they probably cut it in. They, they, they cut that in. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. Yeah, they're not doing any work. Those are all trust fund kids. No, you got to earn those ripped knee jeans believe me i earned all my knee rips i know yeah, yeah you gotta earn those it looks different when they cut it it looks different right. than when it actually wears out and you can tell yeah you're a poser bitch yeah bitch uh so then this carnella appears i don't know who this is she's the yeah queen i don't know the, who this bitch uh, is she's the queen of the norns okay fine it says it says so right here it does say it right there. They actually there. did a good job explaining who she is. Yeah, I guess all, that's all I need to know, I guess. Yeah, she's the uh, queen of the Norns, and she's not necessarily a good dude, but she's in love with Thor's brother, and she's looking for Loki? him. Loki? Uh, no, uh, she loves uh, Baldar. Baldar. Oh, I didn't know he had a brother named Baldar. Uh, yeah. Odin has a gang of kids, if you can I mean, imagine. I believe yeah. that. I'm <laughs> I mean, just saying I didn't know his like name it's was weird, Baldar. It's weird the movies is just Thor and Loki. It's like, isn't Odin like yeah. a million years old? He's going to have a gang yeah. of kids. He's had sex twice. Like they put Baldar in the movie. It's like he's pretty important. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Carnilla is offering to help Thor in this fight against Loki, but in return, uh, she wants money. I don't remember what she wants. What does she want? She wants uh, Sif to help her look for her boyfriend. That's pretty much it. And Sif okay. is like, I'm not going to help you do that. I'd rather Thor fucking die than help you look for your boyfriend. <laughs> Which is pretty crazy. Like, yeah, what, it's pretty what's the crazy. Problem? Like, what are you doing? And she's crying about that. Like, it's a big yes. deal. She does say, I'd rather have him die uh, but at Loki's hand than help you it's like, find a it's, guy. It's weird with the, the, the Thor characters because it's like, yeah, you're a bad guy now, but you, these people are alive forever. Yeah, you're going to go through a lot of moral changes. Like, even time. their worst Asgardian enemy is more important than the best human. Hmm. Yeah. yeah so they, well, wasn't that kind of Vandal Savage's reasoning about a lot of things? He's right. Yeah, he's bored. He had nothing to do. Like these are the like, gods of Asgard. Their lives are more important. Yeah, just just like today, 
We have to protect our government officials. Like, Thor isn't going to outright kill his brother. He's not mm-hmm. going to do that. He doesn't care how many humans he enslaves and kills. He doesn't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. So this is a capitalist parable is what you're saying. No, it's just saying, like, it's like humans eating meat. Like, mm-hmm. we just don't value cows' lives. These people shouldn't well, value ours. I mean, we are the capitalists of the proletariat animal society. You know, you're just trying to... I see what you're doing. Yeah. You're trying to pull me in. That's what you're doing. You're trying to get it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm not having this... I'm not having this It's with bubbling you. up. I know it's bubbling. No, It's no. bubbling. It's, it's a bumble. I'm just saying, I just think the Asgardians are superior to humans, and I would rather be one with my space castle. I think I've said this before. Well... Yeah, you'd rather be an Asgardian, but you don't want to live in the Asgardian society because, yeah, as do. we said, it, it probably sucks no, for the regular it's Asgardians. Awesome. They have magic grapes and they grow everywhere. Are there regular Asgardians or are they all just part of, you know? Now, if I'm an Asgardian god and there are no regular Asgardians, I'm going to create them because I need to subjugate some people. Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, they aren't that are there any people that are higher up already and respected and stuff like Lady Sif, I don't think is a god. Yes, she mm. is. I think the Sif is a god. A oh, goddess. OK. I think they all are. Oh, my bad. I think. What makes a person a god? Uh, there you live in space and you're and you don't die of old age and you have superpowers. OK. All right. Good skin. Do you need to breathe or eat? Well, I think Thor needs to breathe and eat, doesn't he? I, no, he just does it because it's cool. <laughs> his pulmonary system is fucking badass. He likes he likes to drink with the Vikings. All those right. are his those dudes. Um. So anyway, the fight continues. That's who they. That's that's who the Asgardians are. The the people who died. The the or the humans who died in Winter Valhalla. Hey, you know you never do find out about uh what what about what happens to the common man who goes to Valhalla. But I thought the only, don't don't make it. I thought they only, don't make it. Yeah, I thought only gods went to Valhalla. No, the people who died with a sword in their hand, they got to go to Valhalla. So all I needed to do was have a sword in my hand when I died. I mean, I'm sure you had to be fighting to the death, but <gasps> I, it's, maybe the, maybe it's a technicality. Yeah, like, it's worth uh, looking into like this. Com- like confession, you know, Listen, as long as you like say like Jesus, forgive me for my sins, I repent. You're yeah, good. I'm not super confident I'm going to be able to sneak my way into heaven. I need a backup plan, and this Valhalla thing might work out. Yeah, you just got to die in a knife fight. Well, you know what? There's like a 60% chance that was going to happen anyway. Just wait till you're 70 and then go pick a knife fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young punks do like to pick fights with geriatric guys. We've read enough Gotham books to see that's true. It does happen a lot. It happens go a to lot. Valhalla, bro. Dude, I'm... Just don't be a bitch when you go out, though. Odin can hear you. I think I'm going to Valhalla, you guys. There you go. All they, right. But thing, the thing is, though, all they do is is drink and fight. All right. Well, I mean, I'll be I'll be able to do that without any uh, damage to my corporeal person. Right, but you know, some of the bigger Vikings may try to take your cornhole. I mean, at that point, it's kind of an honor, isn't it? No. Well, you and I maybe have very you're diff- into it. You don't you know. You and I, yeah, you and I have very different definitions of Valhalla. I don't. I, even if I was even remotely into it, I wouldn't want some gross Viking doing it. Well, they're not gross. It, it, when once they make it to Valhalla, they have perfect grooming. Look at Thor. I- I'd want Uncle Jesse to do it. I don't know. I think I'm gonna. You know what? Uh, go Thor. Fuck Jesus. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna blaspheme Jesus and go to Valhalla. All right. Hey, that's not. There you go. I think I'm actually ju- gonna pivot back to this comic book. All right. All right. You fine. could. You could. You could go the Greek way and go to the Elysian Fields. You know how you do that? Mm. You'd be fucking. I think I'm gonna awesome. awkwardly pivot back to this comic book. 
All right, all right, fine. Hear about the, 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 the it is, it is awkward. The first time wasn't awkward enough. That's all. Now it's awkward enough. Anyway, okay. So uh, then we see that uh, Loki is gonna fucking destroy Thor. It, it's a done deal now. And so Sif is not good to her word. Uh, no, she decides. She says that uh, no, I will. I will help. I'll help you look for your boyfriend. And so the 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 Queen of the Nords makes it rain. It makes you wonder. Not with money. Not not at like the strip club. Like actual. Rain. No. Uh, yeah, she kind of controls the weather to make it rain, yeah, yeah. which makes you wonder like why Thor didn't do that immediately when he, once he saw a fiery sword. I mean, he's the god of thunder. You'd think he could make that happen anytime. Yeah, he can control the weather. Yeah. yeah. Well, why did not he just do that immediately? Can he control the weather uh, better than Storm? Like if the two of them yes. were both trying to con- control the weather. So 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 well, I guess yeah, because because I thought Storm he just controlled is, thunder. Well, I think that's a, it's a, what do you call it, a synecdity? Uh, the thunder represents all weather. Yeah, Thor can, uh, yeah, he controls the weather. So he could out, he would outrank Storm. Yes, in, he would. In well, a way, he he's like Storm's the, boss. So, like, he is the weather. So like, he Thor, would just like, refuse. I mean, uh, like, Storm, like, can control it to a degree, but, like, Thor is the, the weather. Wow. He's the personification of human weather. So whenever Storm calls on a storm, like Thor feels it and has to like answer. He has to okay it. Yeah, he has to answer that text message. He has to. He has to give his From, approval on that. Oh, uh, he has a yeah. He, he his emojis are barometric pressure. Oh man, he's he's working double duty. This guy's keeping busy. Right. Um. And so like yeah. all like all mischief. It, like that guy has to go through Loki. He's got to okay it. Ah, oh, that must get boring after a few thousand years. Yeah, that's why they keep doing all these shenanigans. <laughs> Got to keep it interesting. Um, so anyway, so the storm comes down, and I guess it puts out the fire sword, and it also, I don't know how this happens. I guess this replenishes Thor's energy somehow. Yeah. Sure. And we also find out that apparently Mjolnir isn't his hammer's actual name. There's no. another name that only the gods are allowed to know. Right. And he uses that name to call Mjolnir to him, but we don't get to see what that name was. Nuh-uh. Nope. That's weird. It's it's, it's Fred. <laughs> it's just because it's super lame. That's the only reason. Like, right then. So here, uh, Thor uh, uh, strikes Loki with lightning. He, he does. He smites him. He he really he really goes at him, and we find out that it's actually blinded Loki. Yes. Right. Yep. yep. He's blinded him with science or <laughs> or, or space science. Yeah. Um, notice how Thor's cape never gets wet. Well, yeah, that's magic, bro. That's what magic does. Ooh. Maybe it's like a, just like a tarp. Well, it's probably like a quick drying material. You oh, know, that's a tarp. He just took a red tarp oh, and, and wrapped just, it around himself. So it's just you hear it just as it go, just like tinkling yeah. off of his tarp the whole it's, time. Yeah, and it's always crinkling yeah. as he moves that's around. Not, that's not very badass. It smells. Yeah. He doesn't care. To him, it's like a wonderful material from Midgard. <laughs> uh, you, don't, you don't fucking know. So then, okay, so this is interesting. So at the very end, this is the epilogue here. So we see that uh, someone has stolen, uh, I'm not sure, Steve Englehart's, one of the writer's car. Um, if you read the Justice League issue, you find out that's Felix Faust. He stole the car. Oh, uh, fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so he stole the car, and uh, as he's driving recklessly down the street, uh, Loki runs into the street trying to get Felix Faust to stop to help him because he's blinded. But uh, the car is just driving wildly, and Loki runs over a cliff and supposedly dies. Well, dies in the comic book way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't. I mean, Loki doesn't need a ground to walk on. That slows him down. 
it's one of those things that he can do. He can walk across the sky. He needed it today. Like uh, Loki doesn't need the yeah, he can he, he it can twist reality to to whatever he wants. Yeah, and this is what he wanted. He wanted to fall <laughs> off a cliff like a dumbass. <laughs> He's a, really doesn't he really didn't want to be blind. <laughs> uh, and they do mention uh, that uh, uh, the cops are going to probably stop this car because of the bad muffler, and that's actually what happens in the Justice League story. They did uh, they did stop him because his muffler was bad. Hmm. I wonder if uh, they find Loki the, the cops and he gets arrested. Uh, Felix so Faust did being blind. Well, they probably know he's Loki, right? They, there was someone dressed as him at the parade, so clearly he's known. Or they just think he's some guy dressed as Loki. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So, yeah. uh, no, no, it's interesting. Um, they, they grab a guy dressed as Loki and charge him of Loki's crimes. Yeah. Guilty of being <laughs> Loki. So all Guilty the souls Loki-dom. come back, and Loki's blind and dead. Yeah. So Thor then asks, yo, what, where's my boo? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Hildegard and, and, uh, has to break it to him. Yeah, she's crying like she left to go help look for some girl's boyfriend. Yeah. Here's her here's her phone number. She says we'll never see either of them again. Like, why, how like, how did you come to that conclusion? He's like, I can fly, and they haven't been gone long. Mm-hmm. She's being super dramatic here. I don't yeah. care. Like, like, oh, I didn't know it was gonna be like that. Sif left. <laughs> I wouldn't have brought you along. <laughs> um. Yeah, and that's kind of that's just kind of how it ends. I don't need this. Yep. <laughs> I'm a god. Um, I'm a god. I don't know, man. Uh, what do we think of this? I will give this uh, two magical red tarps. Okay. Shay, what would you think of this comic book? Eh, a little end of average. Not yeah. scary. Yeah, little... I like. Uh, I love old Marvel art, so I don't care. Yeah. yeah Only little... related to Halloween in the sense of like dressing up. Nothing actually yeah, yeah. spooky-ooky. Well, this comic book was bad. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't scary either, so I need to inject something scary in this to justify it being a Halloween comic. So oh, I'll give it... Blindness is scary. <laughs> that is that is true. I'm actually legitimately terrified of going blind. I have glasses. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, blind people are the real heroes in society. Love you guys. Um, but yeah, I have to do something to justify being a Halloween comic. I'll give it two out of five spooky skeleton dudes. What's wrong? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Skeletal fans out there. Um, two. Yeah, it's two, one, two. from from Bony Boy. From Bony Boys. Bony Boys. Um, yeah, so uh that's kinda it on that. Wanna talk about what we're doing next week? Uh next week is uh it's actual Halloween or close to it. It's it's our last episode before Halloween. So yeah, this will be our, our, our final attempt to have a spooky Halloween book. All right, and we're doing uh, The Tomb of Dracula, where uh Blade shows up for the first time. Yeah, this is the first appearance of Blade and he looks different. Yep, he, yeah, he does. He has. He looks like. Uh, uh, I feel good. Oh, I can't remember. Like, I can't remember his uh, name. Uh, uh, brownie, brownie boy. Um, he looks like uh, James, James Brown. Brown. He looks like yeah, James Brown. Look, yeah, yeah. Blade. So like, I'm gonna imagine Blade is James Brown in this. Comic. He does look like he's got the the green visor. He's got kind of the the hairstyle and everything. Uh, he looks good. Dracula. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the Tomb of Dracula, issue 10, from 1970-whatever year this was. 1973, the same year as the Mighty Thor uh, that we just read. Uh, I like how Dracula is wearing, like, slacks and a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he's business and he's, casual Dracula. He's got, like, dress shoes on. Right. <laughs> he's dressed like Morbius. You love that guy. 
Yeah, Morbius isn't wearing fucking dress shoes, he bro. Does. He, dress, he wears. He wears. He, he, he's at least wearing a costume. Like Dracula went to Target and got his outfit. So yeah, we're gonna find out about all of their uh, fashion statements here uh, next week as we wrap up our Halloween episodes with the Tomb of Dracula number ten from 1973 uh that's gonna do it uh you can call down the thunder on that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts or at darksidescouch.com and we do want your comic book requests at darksidescouch on twitter on facebook on instagram because uh we will be coming back to the wheel soon and we will be uh picking some requests and everything and uh this was the day of the big facebook outage so yeah you can there's a scary couple hours where we couldn't get requests but now we can so please send them in I couldn't get uh, my Seinfeld memes. Well, that's the real Halloween horror. Reddit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I can't. I'm not. I don't use Reddit. I'm not degenerate. Uh, I've seen the Dark Side Scotch Twitter. I've I've seen what's going on there. Twitter is a respectable uh, format and platform. Oh yeah, yeah. It's all of those things. Uh, I think that's it for now. Yeah. A, a format and a platform is a form form. Sure. Probably should have ended this already then. Probably should have ended before that happened, before that was said. Uh, anybody got any last things they want to throw out there before we get out of here? Uh, happy Halloween. Yeah, same. All right. Well, I don't know what you're going to say next time then. Oops. I don't want to hear that twice. All right. <laughs> I don't want to hear that ever again. Everyone gets one <laughs> Merry Christmas in their entire lives. <laughs> no, you get you get it once a year. I'm you not say, cruel. You say, you say it when it matters most you have to be surrounded by your family and loved ones and go, Merry Christmas. And if you say it and you waste it, that's it. It's gone. What if oh. you like accidentally, what if somebody just says it to you on the street and you then say it back to them and realize, oh shit, I wasted it. Oh, I'd probably say it just as someone was like accidentally kicking a trash can and nobody heard it. Ah, fuck. Ah, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Anyway, okay, okay, that's it. We're getting out of here. Ta-ta for now, Crypt Crusaders, and go spook yourself. Up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's Big Titty. Superman! Yes, it's Big Titty. Superman! Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with Big old titties. Far beyond those of mortal men. 